Aloha, welcome to another episode of Talk Story Time. I'm Steve Roby. We are at the Kahilu Theater in downtown Waimea. My guest today is artistic director of Lucky Plush, Julia Rhodes. Welcome, aloha. Aloha, so great to be here. Yeah, just a backstory for our listeners. Uh, we did a telephone interview about two years ago, yeah. almost to the date, I think. Yeah. And we didn't know if uh, Lucky Plush was gonna come to uh, the Big Island in Hawaii, and uh, we were, had our fingers crossed, but it didn't happen. Right. So <laughs> now that we've caught everybody up of where we're at, let's talk about Lucky Plush, how it came together, and what you offer the public. Great. Um, well, Lucky Plush has been around for a little over 20 years. We create um, a kind of movement-based theater, so it's kind of uh, equal parts dance and theater. We also incorporate comedy and song. Um, so really, we create these evening-length works that take audiences on a journey of different mm. kinds of storytelling that have um, a lot of humor and playfulness. And then we blend different formal vocabularies in unexpected ways. Mm. Um, so there might be in the middle of a conversation, then it rolls into some kind of three-part harmony um, in this really beautiful song. Um, and so we're really interested in the ways that, uh, you know, formal hybridity or these kind of unexpected circumstances give rise to humor mm. and also just in content that people can relate to. So I think one of the things that's distinctive about Lucky Plush is that the performers are first and foremost themselves on stage. Mm. So when we create the dialogue and the storytelling, they're bringing their personal experiences and they all come from very interesting and diverse backgrounds. Nice. Um, we have an ensemble member who's from Cuba um, and just folks that come from all over the US and different um, kind of training. So the audience gets to feel like they really know the performers by the end of the show yeah. and that's always lovely. Where's Lucky Plush based? We are based in Chicago. Wow, okay. Mm -hmm. So it's real nice to be here in Hawaii. <laughs> it's very the cold a little there better, right now. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about Rink Life. Mm -hmm. um, where did the inspiration come from and what can viewers look forward to when they watch it on Kahilu TV? The inspiration loosely came from a time that was sort of, well, if you think pre-pandemic, but also pre-extreme cell phone use. I was curious about spaces, that um, thinking about spaces where not everybody is sort of mediating their experience mm -hmm. through a cell phone. And so we came up with this idea of a, of a roller rink because in the kind of 80s, 70s, 80s, you know, there were these, you'd have birthday parties or first dates right, or, yeah. um, and so just wanted to kind of, you know, reference a space that that was before everything was kind of just captured on camera and people would fall together and fail together mm -hmm. and laugh together and celebrate yeah, yeah. and do the kind of dorky dances. Um, so it's just like this sort of interesting community of people that mm -hmm. meet together at this roller rink. And um, yeah, just lots of really wonderful things happen in terms of their relationships. Was there any personal um, inspiration? Or did, did you experience that? or? I mean, I would go, I guess when I was a kid in the 80s, I went to the, roll, we had a local roller rink mm -hmm. and that was, you know, super fun to go to. But um, I just also really loved referencing the music of that era, that area, yeah. sort of the disco time, but then also in the 80s, the kind of, you know, rock ballads. And, sure. um, yeah. and the, one of the things that's really distinct about this work is that the entire score is spoken and sung live. 
So there is no pre-recorded music. Um, and so it just, the way that it whispers from this idea of like passing conversations that you might hear at a roller rink into mm. things that are then passed from one person to another, but then gets misinterpreted. Mm. So then there's misunderstanding. Um, and then how those things get resolved might not look like a typical, um, you know, argument or something. It might get resolved in some kind of song that's really mm. fun and playful. Nice. So, um, yeah. So have you updated it to incorporate the pandemic, What's, what it's like these days? Yeah. I, I thought I heard a line in there was like, uh, it's two years later and two pants sizes later. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> well, one of the things that we do is um, we create these containers, these shows that are very scripted. So you know, and set choreographically. However, there is room inside of it for the ensemble members to improvise and to sort of say things off the cuff, which, which is what gives way to a sense of liveness. And the thing that brings an audience forward is that they have this feeling that the story is just unfolding in real time, mm. rather than feeling like it's a staged, performed set script. Right, right, right. Um, and so that, yeah, that, that has kind of come into the script as they're talking about the, the real stakes of what it is right now to be living in the world. And ultimately the piece is about lifting each other up in community, which is very much what we need right now. Is Absolutely. Sharing real space, real time, being together and yeah, supporting each Finally, other. Finally, it feels like we're almost there coming yeah, back. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, speaking about uplifting, uh, you were mentioning that humor is part of the performance mm -hmm. too. How do, how do you work that in? It's, I think humor often comes in because of this invitation for the ensemble members to just be themselves. And a lot of times the humor isn't in, in traditional dance, it might be like there's a gag on a moment that's, this is the funny now. We find the humor in really unexpected ways where it's a misunderstanding or um, you know just something that happens in a real relationship where um, timing might be off. And so um, sometimes it's done through playful means with uh, just like a movement, but we also you know kind of play with modes of comedy like sketch comedy and we do a lot of improvisation mm, that mm. gets at some of these kinds of humorous situations so we play through the humor choreographically and in terms of the content mm. so does the cast have a background in uh, stand-up comedy say or no no like it's it really it's um so much of what we do is just playing in the in the rehearsal room and testing different modes and ideas mm, we mm. bring in people with experience in different forms to kind of give us uh, direction and advice at different times, but um, a lot of it is just the training process. And quite specifically, it's about shedding the presentational aesthetics that are mm. often part of dance and even in a lot of modes of theater where it's really a performative mode. We kind of do this thing where we're training each other to listen to what is actually happening, mm. and that's where the, mm. the humor arises. Someone might say something in a different way, and then that's like, what? you know, and then. <laughs> There's, there's just some playfulness that happens when, um, when you're just allowing things to occur sure, through improvisation. Sure, sure. Sounds like each show might be a little different than the... Each show is a little wow, bit different, cool. yeah. What's the rest of the year look like for you? Are you starting to book shows uh, again? We have had, gratefully, with um, this Hawaii tour, and we have had others where the pandemic kind of you know, put a stop to it, and so we're fulfilling some of those tours, which is lovely. Um, we're going to be in Virginia next month and um, on Martha's Vineyard at a little venue called The Yard, which is so nice. lovely, and in June. And then we have a creative residency there as well to kind of just 
crack open some new ideas and new processes, and we'll see where things go well, from there. Congratulations. Things are sounding good. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really yeah. wonderful. Where can uh, the public go to find more about what Lucky Plush does and keep up uh, with your tour? Um, so our website is luckyplush.com, so that's real easy. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all those usual places, <laughs> Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Um, so Things that weren't around in the 70s right. and 80s. Right, yes, yes, we have them. We just don't include them in the right, show. Right. Well, Julia, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, absolutely, right. thank you. Okay, Thanks aloha. Thanks for having me, aloha. Okay.